Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I want to invite uh, a few people for testimony to see the reality of God and our God still alive. He's still at work. He still performs miracles and provision and taking care of His people in a very supernatural way. So I would like to call a few people. I'm going to need to translate from certain language into tongue language. No, no, from... Sorry. From Thai language into English language because some of them feel uncomfortable to talk in English. I'd like to hear the testimony shortly, not about yourself, but about a new, brand new believer in San Diego who was looking for a job for three to four months and what happened when he showed up in the church that day. Can somebody from San Diego come up and give testimony quickly about that brother who gave his life to Jesus? Tell us what happened when people come to meet the Lord Jesus in the church. All right. Uh, come that was surprisingly. I didn't know. God is good, right? Amen. So uh, a few weeks ago, actually like a month ago, uh, one of our brothers just came for the first time. He didn't know anything about the Lord Jesus or anything. You know, like he... He's a, he's a young, single father. He has a five-year-old kid, and uh, he's been to travel, but he was looking for a job for like three months, and he didn't have any luck on, on anything. So one of our brothers from the church, Kevin, he invited him in, and uh, so the first day he came in, he accepted Jesus Christ, he opened his heart, and he invited him to his life. And immediately after, right the next day, out of nowhere, his phone started ringing, and he got five job opportunities. Like, out of nowhere. So, uh, uh, so right now he has a full-time job, and, and actually it's called the number one seafood restaurant in California, which is in San Diego. Uh, and he's a line cook there. So uh, he's so faithful now. Uh, he committed to the church as well uh, in, in, the, in the care group. He says that maybe next year he will come up here and probably will testimony by himself. All right. Praise God. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sister from Houston, Texas, can you come up and give testimony? Tell your name. What happened to you after you met the file of God? God touched you and... Clean you up, clean some habits. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is your name? My name is Pensi. In year 2015, I moved to Houston, Texas. So I uh, show very aggressive habit that people remember at the Bank of America. 
พนักงานที่แบงค์พูดแบบไม่เข้าหูแล้วเป็นคนนิสัยไม่ดีค่ะเมื่อก่อนแบบเห็นตัวเองดีกว่าคนอื่น So before I met Jesus Christ, I used to be very prideful. I thought that I'm better than other people, so I have a bad habit, and people cannot touch my nerve. They're going to be in trouble. So that day when that banker annoyed me, I just yelled in the bank and and I spoke very rude language in the whole bank. So that is one of the branches of Bank of America in one city. ปี2015แล้วก็มาดิฉันก็ได้รู้จักพระเจ้าแล้วก็ไปโบสถ์แต่ก็คริสตามทั่วไปแล้วมีครั้ง So I eventually gave my life to Jesus, and I just went to church like a nominal Christian. I just went to church, but I did not fully follow Jesus. แล้วพี่ที่โบสถ์นะคะเขาเป็นโบสถ์แบปทายส์เขาบอกว่าเพนซีไปเอาไฟมา One of the sister in the church told me that you need to go to get the fire of God แล้วเมื่อก่อนดิฉันก็เป็นเด็กนะคะก็คือเป็นคริสตามแล้วพี่แซมเวลาฟังอาจารย์วรุณเนี้ยดิฉันก็จะแบบฟังอะไรอ่ะพี่แซมก็จะแบบเหมือนกับไม่เข้าใจอ่ะนะคะทีแรก A sister in the Lord listened to Pastor Lau preaching, so she said, "I'm so young in the Lord, I could not understand him. And what are you listening? This is weird." ค่ะแล้วปีก็เมื่อปีปีที่แล้วใช่ไหมคะเดือนดีเซมเบอร์ที่ไปไปโบสถ์พี่ที่ Revival ที่ Orange County ที่ไปนอนบ้านพี่ต้อยอะค่ะ So last year in December, I went to Orange County. To the revival service in California. Yes. Then, 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 เสร็จเราก็กลับบ้านไปใช้ชีวิตตามปกติ Then I went back to Houston, Texas to continue my work แล้วก็ Bank of America อีกแล้วค่ะ So I went back to the branch of Bank of America again แต่คนละสาขา But different branch another branch ไม่กล้าไปที่เดิม I dare not went to the same branch that I yelled that day แล้วเหตุการณ์เดิมก็เกิดขึ้นอีกก็คือพนักงานก็พูดไม่เข้าหูอีก And then the same similar thing happened. One of the bankers there began to say something that really annoyed my my nerve. Get on my nerve. But this time I'm different. And, and I sense that those negative words pass my heart and get out of me. I did not keep them. Yes. So, when I was in the office, I would say, 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 คือดิฉันรู้ได้ทันทีเลยว่า this is the love of God 
So I know that the love of God fill my heart. I did not get mad. I forgave easily. Before I got the file of God, I could not witness to anybody about Jesus. But after I got into revival, I could boldly explain and share the gospel and told people what is the benefit of coming to know Jesus Christ. ซึ่งเมื่อก่อนไม่สามารถบอกได้แต่วันนั้นนะคะพอดิฉันได้รับดิฉันยิ้มกับตัวเองแล้ววิ่งออกมาเพราะว่าออกมากระโดดจีซั
I just joined this church about three months ago. Okay. I just know the fire of God, and I really believe the fire of God is real. Yes. So um, we had a forty days prayer. Who's a joy prayer group? Okay, and uh, we, I joined forty day prayer, and I heard a lot of uh, testimony, uh, miracle from a lot of uh, brother and sister. And I asked God, um, what about me, God? What is my um, blessing? I'm, I'm looking for my blessing. So they, they send a lot of uh, testimony. They, they, they write they, like, uh, on the record. And I never think about what I had before. And then I just realized, oh, what about my allergy? What about my, my sickness? I, I remember every month, I got sick every month. Cold and flu. I have to take medicine at least one, one week or two weeks and never get healed. And then, I, oh, what, what, what's wrong with me? I forgot to, to take a vitamin every day. So once I forgot... I, I did not take anymore. And then I just realized, no runny nose. It happened to me. Uh, when the, uh, the weather changed, you know Los Angeles like uh, up and down in, in a week. Maybe you get three <laughs> seasons, right? But I feel like, uh, how come I, I don't have any runny nose? And what about my uh, cold and flu every month? I got healed. Oh, thank God. Oh, I just realized this is my, <laughs> this is my blessing. I look at... Uh, headache, too. You have headache, too. Headache, so, too. Yeah, headache's gone, too. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I listen to uh, Pastor Lau on YouTube every day. I think, like, five... Five... Five, <laughs> five sermons a day. Five sermons a day. <laughs> Really hungry to to listen, and uh, one sermon, the preaching about faith, and uh, when I, at night when I almost like feel like uh, coughing, and I said no 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 no, no I'm not allow you to come to my body, because uh, uh, Pastor Lao said you you need to ask to let it go. <laughs> To command. To command, go. Before, I, I never know about how to pray. Oh, God, please heal me. Oh, no, 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 because it's not from, come from God, from Satan. So we need to, okay, you go away. I'm not allowing you to be in my body. So I, I use my faith. When I use my faith, God moved his hand to heal my body. So I completely, I believe I completely heal. Because I'm not listening to Satan try to put me in a sickness. Oh, no, no, I'm, I don't accept. No, no, I, I don't listen to you. It's only God because I'm healed. Amen. <laughs> My daughter, four years old, I observe her. Uh, she's uh, usually it's easy to get. You know, all the kids, when they, they pray around, uh, the other kids, they get sick too, right? E- easy. When they're coughing, when I look at her, oh, no, she's... She's got healed too. She's strong. She's healthy. 
healthier. He's, te- he's healthy because I believe I put my faith. I don't listen to. I, I just want to encourage you guys. Uh, if you have a sickness, or uh, don't give up on your sickness. In the in the progress, in the processing, God is still working on you. It's not right away, but still working. You will get it if you believe. Amen. So, Amen. Other than that, um, uh, Wednesday night, I think around uh, midnight. Uh, my my friend from Scotland, she texts me and uh, she said, "Oh, I want to say I have a lot of uh, thing want to talk to you, but we don't have time. So uh, Scotland and um, Los Angeles they're different. So she time said, zone. Yeah, but I just want to thank you, you that you send me the the video, uh, Pastor Lau. Uh, uh, I sent her. I think like a a month already, she never listened. And once she listened, she, uh, she texts me, Oh, I have something to tell you. I listen to uh, his uh, preaching every day. And I, I, I just know my sickness are gone. Amen. Just listen to his uh, uh, preaching. And um, uh, one of my friends from Thailand, yes, I heard from her too. Uh, do you mem- uh, she asked me, do you remember our friend? Uh, she got the breast cancer. And, uh, breast cancer. The, the doctor asked her, uh, you need to, uh, to do operation on um, um, August 6th. Just passed, right? August, August 6th. 6th. August okay. 6th. And before that, she sent <laughs> Pastor Lau the sermon. sermon and then... Uh, she takes back and she said, "Oh, doctor said, okay, just uh, you don't need to do operation. Amen. We just want to check. That's all. I just want to thank you. That's a God's a miracle to my life and all the others that who believe in the fire of God. That I really appreciate that, uh, Pastor Lau. Mm. I I know him through you know to YouTube actually. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to all of." Uh, um, lots of pastor, but I never listen to him. I don't know why. <laughs> Always keep. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, once I know him, just one, just one sermon about I think about the the power of pray. Just one uh, sermon. I think like oh, I, I have I don't know anything. So, but really touch my heart and spirit like. Uh, you know, flowing again. And I would want to know more. Well, what is it? What is it all about, fire of God? But now I'm here. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for encouraging words. And I want to thank the sound team and video team who helped me to produce all this sermon in the YouTube. Your works have not gone in vain. So many lives have been saved and touched and healed by the teaching in the internet. And this is the testimony of how people get saved, get touched through the internet. I would like to read scripture a little bit according to what she shared a while ago. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 22-22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
for they are life to those who find them, and health. Some versions say medicine to all their flesh. The word of God is like a medicine. If you get into the word of God, like this, listen five sermon a day. Definitely, you're gonna get healed. You need to do your homework. Listen to the word of God. Listen to the teaching, anointed teaching. Amen. Amen. And the word of God will change your mind and help you and clean you and heal you. It's wonderful. Nowadays, in this century, there is no excuse to say that I don't know how to get the word of God. It's in your iPhone. It's in your smartphone. It's in the internet everywhere. You can read the Bible in your Smartphone. You can listen to the teaching even while you're driving through the internet. Amen. So, just want to encourage you to seek the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I would like to ask Pastor Sam and Pastor Sang to come out to encourage people that you walk with the fire of revival. Hallelujah. Just come out to tell people quickly the blessing of building the church with the fire of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for this camp. It's a wonderful camp, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And thank you for the, the teaching for, by the pastor Lao, you know, because we follow uh, his teaching and we put in a practice. That's why when we start the church, we follow all the, that teaching and put in a practice and we see the result, especially the lately, when uh, we, we believe that God can perform the miracle because He's a God of miracle. Now, so we obey the word and we believe in the Father God. And the Father God touched the people. And you know what? Uh, lately, they have one guy, he have a, have a, a cancer on his neck. We just visit him and we, we uh, evangelize to him a couple of times, but he never uh, pay attention because he's a, he's a Buddhist. So he believed in the Buddha, so that's what we got, okay. But this time he doesn't have a chance because he lied down in the hospital. And there's a, the doctor, the doctor said oh, no chance. And her, uh, her, uh, his daughter said that if you want a second opinion, just go for it. But no matter what, it's the same. Result anyway, and we challenge them. Okay, if you need a second opinion, how come you don't need a third opinion from Jesus? <laughs> so at that time, he said, "Okay, I accept," and we just pray like a pastor last said. We take it by faith. We just lay hand; nothing happened. But when he went home, all the cancer on his neck is big. It popped out from his neck, and her daughter told us that she doesn't know. What this is happened because she's a nurse, you know that it cannot happen. Basically, even you have chemotherapy, yeah, yeah, that tumor is just going to be smaller and drier, but it's not pop up out of his neck. Just drop out of his skin. Yeah, so that's why he believed, and we believe that God healed him. So, <laughs> I like to encourage. <laughs> yeah, and lately, because we we learn about a lot of faith. If you have faith. And God can move and perform the miracle, not because of you, but because you put faith in Christ. And God moved by the fire of God and Holy Spirit. 
So that's why if you trust that God can use all of you here, right? We, we're not greater than you, but God promised that if we believe and trust in Him, we can, like Jesus did, and we're going to do it greater than Him, right? One little girl, he's only two years old. She's very, really weak and have a lot of sickness. And she has the problem with her ear. The liquid cannot go through because the vessels are really narrow. So she needs the surgery to, to put the tube to expand the vein. So that's why he can hear clearly because it's, she cannot hear. Only two years old. We met her and we feel pity on her. And we asked her parents, said, can we pray for your needs? Actually, not parent, uh, his uh, uncle. So I said, okay. Because she's going to have a surgery next week. And we pray for her. And the week after we met her, her uncle, uh, she said, Oh, you know what? My niece doesn't need any surgery because doctor said she healed. <laughs> Amen? So I'd like to encourage all of you. This is the end time. The miracle is going to happen more than like what Pastor Lao said. Because the glory of the later house will be greater than the former house. So give the glory to God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray for you, both of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give this microphone to me. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is so important. If you don't mind, we want to hear the testimony of a gentleman from San Diego. And his wife too. This gentleman named Hani, he came from, he's originally from, his parents from Egypt. His parents go to Orthodox church, he grew up in a church, and later on he kind of walk away, he's tired of all the ceremony and religion. And he wants to share how the fire of the Holy Spirit changed his life and his family, his marriage and everything. Uh, so I guess my wife forced me to come here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, your wife forced you to come here? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I didn't expect to be here, and so this, uh, this is an honor for me. Thank you, and uh, I'll try my best. So I'm going to start with a prayer. You know, thank you, um, God, for uh, allowing me to be here and guide me through this today. So I'll talk a little bit about just about me, so how my mind works, and so to can explain so you can see the magnitude of how the Holy Spirit touched me, okay? So I'm very stubborn extremely stubborn, very strong-minded. It takes a village for me to change my mind. Something simple takes forever, right? Very critical, analytical. I work in risk management, you know, so everything has to be organized. There's a reason. There's a plan A, B, and C. Everything is structured, you know? So that's how I work, right? So, you know, towards the last... We, she met... She converted from Buddhism to Christianity, my wife, T. Uh, December 2015, right? 15. Uh, but at, up to that point, we were arguing so much about everything. You know, me not washing the dishes or leaving my socks on the floor. I mean, very simple stuff, you know? But, but exponential fighting and, and explosion and yelling and screaming and how could you, blah, blah, blah. So, and we, you know, she, we're at a point where we're almost separated. And if I ask her to, you know, come see me somewhere, let's go eat lunch, she'd say no. She hangs up on me and I hang up on her and so on, right? It got really bad, really bad. So <clears throat> one day I went to uh, sell, you know, my services to a prospect. And um, there was a lot of Thai people in there. And I'm like, huh, we're from, we came from Los Angeles, moved to San Diego. So we have no Thai friends in San Diego, only in Los Angeles, you know. 
So I, call, I told him, hey, can I invite, Alex was there, and I'm like, hey, can I invite my wife to come meet you guys, you know, because she's Thai and we have no friends. He said yes, so we invite, I called her, and she actually said, okay, I'm on my way. I'm like, huh, that's a first. Usually it's, no, I'm not going, you know. <laughs> so she drove in traffic, it was 45 minutes, and uh, she made it. And I had no idea this was a Bible study. <laughs> so she comes in, and here I'm sitting with my coworker, and we're discussing numbers and metrics and stuff. And all of a sudden she turns around, she's like, I just accepted Jesus. I'm like, ha. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a good thing, but I was like, what well, did I get myself into? Oh, well, let's see what happens, right? And immediately after that, uh, our life changed. It got so much better, you know, no, less fighting. It didn't eliminate the fight, but it just really decreased, you know, a lot. We're talking more than fighting. And so I accepted the church, our, you know, pastors and God conditionally, right? There was, there was the reservation. I wasn't really sure, but it worked. So, hey, why not, huh? Oh, yeah, in the first three months, thank you, I need my wife. <laughs> so the first, uh, the first three months of going to the church, uh, I sat in a, just like this is a sanctuary, we have the, you know, the hallways and the parking lot. I was in the parking lot in my car for three hours, for three months. And then slowly I would come and sit right by the exit door outside. And then started, you know, I don't want to go inside in the sanctuary. And I started cleaning and organizing and just got busy, you know. Kept busy, made coffee, and so where were we? We're in, in, uh, right, in the church. That's right. And then Mimi, one of our elders, she, she committed and devoted every, one night a week, every week, to take the bus from where she lives to come to teach her Bible study. Again, she's not getting any money from us. There's no reason for this, you know, but she did it out of her heart, you know. But to me, it was like, there's got to be a catch somewhere, you know. We'll, we'll see what happens, right? And then the pastor and his wife took on Tuesday night, so now we would drive to their house, and they would cook for us, feed us, teach the Bible. Again, it's got to be a catch, you know. And I'm sure they're thinking the same thing, you know, this guy's a giant, you know, I hope he doesn't crush my kids and step on them by accident. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm just kidding. But they, they accepted us, and they really devoted their time and resources and efforts to, for this cause, you know. And time went on, time went on. So one day I was walking, two years went on, actually. And then I was driving from the office, my office back home. I changed from, um, you know, my business clothes to dress, you know, more casual so I can pick up my daughter. I looked at the clock. It was 4.15. Um, and at that moment, um, the only way I can describe it, I was really sick, too. Uh, this plays a role in this. So there was 11 months of a lot of pain in my stomach, my intestines, just very, very painful, to the point where I was in a fetal position on the ground crying, rushed to the emergency room almost every two weeks. I mean, it was really bad. Nobody can figure it out. All the tests and cameras and everything, they cannot figure out what's wrong, right? And that one night, I, you know, I drove home. Uh, one day, I drove home uh, a little bit earlier, and I said, you know, I'm going to pick up my daughter, spend time with her. I was really just, I, I felt like I was dying slowly. Like, it's going to happen any minute now. You know, I'm gonna, just going to give up. And then I just, I was alone, so there was nobody to judge me. I couldn't, you know, be embarrassed or anything. So I just looked up and I said, you know, God, you know, help me. And that moment when I, that moment, the only way I can describe what happened next was I felt like two giant hands just grabbed me and I, I was frozen, paralyzed. Again, there was no electricity or lights or anything. It was just, I can feel the vibration. Very gentle and, and, and but there, but if I make the wrong move, I can get hurt. You know? So I had to be careful. So I, I was paralyzed. My jaw dropped open. My eyes were moving, but I couldn't move, right? And my entire life, every single second, minute, day, hour, year, passed before my eyes so fast until it got to 2014 and it slowed down. 
2014, 15, 16, 17 was so prominent and highlighted in this vision, right? So powerful. And I realized how bad I treated my wife this whole time, especially those last four years. You know, you know, verb, you know, things I'm, I'm saying to her, you know, using profanity and stuff like that. And that really showed up very prominently. And this is, you haven't heard this before, so this is new, right? <laughs> this has been taking time. It's been brewing inside, you know. The Holy Spirit's been like a tornado inside, just cooking. <laughs> so <clears throat> the moment the Holy Spirit spoke to me and asked me a question, said, he said, how could a rose bloom or flower in darkness and it's also being fed toxic words from your mouth? And at that moment, the hands let go. And I can regain control of my body again. And I looked at the clock, and it was still 4.15. So all this happened within a minute. It's an analog clock, so, you know, 15, 16. There's, you can see the minutes. It hasn't shifted from 15 to 16. So this happened. This was a lot of information to be put into 20, 30 seconds, but it happened. So as Pastor Lao would say, this is not natural. This is supernatural. And I'm very critical of everything. So for this to happen to me, it's, it's so supernatural. It's abnormal for me. It's just, it's, it's, it's heavenly, you know. And that moment, it was just, everything changed. Uh, you know, I can feel it inside, and I was really disturbed about what happened in a good way. Like, it shook me, you know. It woke me up, you know. Uh, and things changed after that. And I went to see... Um, you know, I went to the revival, and uh, it was a three-day tour uh, in Southern California, Orange County, L.A., and San Diego. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Las Vegas. Vegas. And this time, you know, I, I went accepting unconditionally, accepted God in, in, in the church and the Holy Spirit. And this time around, it was completely different. You know, um, I, I felt it this time. I accepted it. It was always there, but I accepted it this time. And on my way back from Vegas, you know... Uh, Nobody knew this, but I, in the, we had a bus, you know, a shuttle, I guess, and we had a lot of people in the car. And I just covered my, my face with the jacket, and I cried the whole time. Five hours, uncontrollable crying. And there was no sadness, no guilt, nothing. It was just, just you know, pouring, you know. So, again, for all this to happen to me, it's so... When you get to know me, as if you get to know me or as you get to know me, this is not who I am. So, for this to happen to me, this, the Holy Spirit was breaking down the wall that was keeping me in bondage. Brick by brick, you know. And it's still happening today, you know. Um, so, you know, I thank God for, for this. I mean, what the pastor and the elders did is they invested two years for our discipleship, not for our membership. They got nothing out of this. They spend money on us, feeding us, and take care of us. So there's no catch, you see. They're investing in our discipleship, and it's so important. It worked. Two years. <laughs> worked. Uh, you know, and... When I first met my wife, you know, I fell in love with her beauty. And the second time, the second time I met her, she was singing, it was karaoke, and I fell in love with her voice. All these thoughts are coming to me from the Holy Spirit. Now all these things are coming in my mind. Is how could I, you know, tell that beautiful face to get away from me, or tell that beautiful voice that I'm in love with to shut up? You know. So, you know, and last thing is, you know, these little things that I argued about and how can we fight about a cup of, you know, dishes in the, in, the, in the sink that are piling up. And it's so simple. These are simple things. Why are we fighting about them? But it's every single day 
I'm having dishes in the sink, unwashed. Every single day, 365 days, four years. That's 1,460 days of dirty dishes in a row, no break. So if I was her, I would have gone to Costco, bought a gallon of soap and a box of uh, uh, sponges and said, here you go, I'm leaving you. you know? <laughs> I mean, 1,460 days of every single day, filth. You know? And all she was doing is just pointing out that have been changing in a bad way, right? But to me, I just, how could you? You don't like me anymore. Just like, you know, I'm blocking it. And I conditioned her to be quiet about it, you know, not to point out my defects of character. Uh, so the only way she can get it out is she'd had to find the opportunity to scream <laughs> and get her information out so fast before I shut, you know, to get, ask her to be quiet. You know? So, again, God worked really miraculously in, in, my, in my life. And ever since, it's been... Uh, an interesting and wonderful journey, and uh, I feel my ego is so high, way up there, and now it's crushed down, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. So thank you guys for everything. You all prayed for me, and a lot of people from the church. I met you at the revival, and, and everybody prayed, but I never accepted, so it ricocheted off, you know, bounced off. And the moment I accepted it, it came in like flood, you know, and it was just powerful. So that's it. Thank you. <laughs> I can bow for that. The changes happen, like, you know, it slowly changes. Like, first three months, he's definitely sitting in the car, waiting outside. He just dropped me off with the shirt. And we spend about two hours, two an hour and a half, and then we go. And then three months later, he sit like, outside still. And then for maybe another five months, maybe. Yeah. It takes two years. But they never give us on, on us, and then he, they never give up on him, and we just keep praying, and God really answer your prayer. It just has to be in God's time, you know, not our time. You think two years is a long time, and, you know, we might have already, like, give up, but we never give, he never give up on us. And he changed so much, even after the revivals in um, Los Angeles first, uh, Orange County in Los Angeles, and then um, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. He come home, <laughs> he normally, he loved Coldplay. So if you know Coldplay, that's the only thing that he listened in his car while he's driving. Now he only listened to gospel music, gospel music <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and even at home, he turned on the YouTube gospel music too. And also, he washing the dishes every day. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> so thank you, God, like, Thank you so much, and thank you, Pastor Lau, so much for bringing the fire of God to our life. It's definitely changing, and we are hungry today, and we definitely expect a lot more today from God. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. As I understand, honey, as I understand, the things start to change in the camp last year. Yeah, you came to camp in August and got touched. Yeah, and after that, you begin to change and experience the, the touch of the Holy Spirit and get hungrier and have to start to have the mind that focus on God instead of focusing something else. God changes. You see, there's no way a man, a pastor like me, can change another person. Only the Holy Spirit can change a Christian. That's why we need to allow the ministry of the Holy Spirit to work in the church. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this time that we can hear 
the importance of the ministry of the Holy Spirit and of fire. And Lord, we ask you to help us to train us to be Christians who are so sensitive and so open for the move of God, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Keep us humble and hungry all the days of our life. We will never think that we have arrived, we have finished, or we have become great. We are small. We are just children, Lord. We need to change and humble us every day. Keep us, Lord, to be in the right course all the days of our life, Father. And Lord, today, you will touch many hungry people, Lord. You will change their life and they will never be the same, Lord, Father. From glory to glory to glory. Thank you, Lord. If you are not a Christian, I would like to encourage you to invite Jesus to come into your heart. The Lord Jesus loved you so much. How come a man named Jesus, who was a son of God, God himself came into the world in the form of a man, died on the cross, even though he never did anything wrong. He died on the cross because he loved you so much and he paid for your sin. He received your punishment so that you can be forgiven. Very simple. You come to him and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, my Creator. From today on, I will walk with you. If you like to do that, I'd like to lead you to prayer right now. Father in heaven, I recognize I admit, Lord, that I am a sinner. I have made mistakes. I have rebelled against you. I run my own life. I did not listen to you. From today on, Father and Lord Jesus, you are the master of my life. I repent of my sin and I will obey you. I will seek you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. And you were raised from the dead on the third day. Come into my life, Jesus. From today on, I am your disciple. From today on, I am a child of the living God. Thank you so much, Lord. I choose you. I follow you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this trip, there was an exciting thing happened to me. Unexpected thing. Can I share with you quickly? On the way back, I did not sleep that night on Monday, last Monday in Thailand, which is Sunday here. So I have to go to the airport around 3.30 a.m. to get on ANA airline. So I got on ANA and went to Tokyo, Narita. And when I got there, it's around 3.30. Nothing happened, but by around 4 or 5 o'clock, the snow came down. 
So I thought, oh, this is just a beginning of the snow. My flight is 6:15. I'm gonna get out of here. I thought that way. By around 5:45, they make announcement: your flight is postponed. I start to, oh, this is not good. I plan to eat dinner in the airplane because I go by business class. I like the dinner in the airplane, not in the lounge. So I try to eat up on the airplane. But by 10 o'clock, they say the flight is postponed. Oh, I contact Seattle right away. My flight gonna be delayed. Sorry, you need to pick me up later on. By 11 p.m., nothing happened, so I went to the gate and asked, "What is going on?" They say, "We are sorry, the flight was cancelled." And this is the number in Japan that you can call to get another seat. We don't book the seat for you; you do it yourself. I was like, "Okay, Monday I have three big surgery, so that means." I cannot do surgery. I have to call cancel. Not only that, I thought I'm gonna sleep in the lounge. They say no, you get out of here. The airport gonna be closed. Everyone have to check out and get your own luggage. And I was thinking, hmm, interesting. Okay, no seat back. Have to be in the airport and no hotel, nothing because the, all the hotels were full. I got the luggage, check out, and walk out. The first thing I did was. Holy Spirit, I thought about being led by the Spirit. You need to help me. I don't know what to do next. So when I rolled the cart out with two big luggages, 70 pounds each, I could not take them out. I just have to carry that along that night. Did not have enough sleep the night before. The Lord told me to left. I did not know the Narita Airport very well, so I just followed the Holy Spirit. I turned left. And just keep, he said, "Keep going, keep going." I kept going, and then I saw a man standing there with a lot of boxes that contain sleeping bag. And I say, "Can I have one?" He said, "Sure, get one free." And I look at the water bottle. Can I have one water water bottle? Yes. How about cracker there? Yes, you can get a cracker for free. So I get a cracker for dinner. I get a one bottle of water, and also sleeping bag. After that, I asked Holy Spirit, "What is next?" Because everywhere people sleep on the floor. Thousands of people. I can hear the snore everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, the whole airport full of snoring sound. Then the Lord told me, "I have no idea what is airport. All this thing." The Lord told me, "Go to the fourth floor." So I went up to the fourth floor, and He said, "Turn right to the south wing," and I saw A and A. At that point, God said. If you wait until the morning, you may not have the seat. You need to contact church office right away to talk to A N A. So I contact Tai to Line L I N E. She called A N A, and when she called me back around 3 A M there, I did not sleep yet. I was still worried about going home. She called me and said, "You got the seat next flight, the same time on Tuesday." So when I heard that, the Holy Spirit told me. Go to the self check-in. Get your ticket right now. So I went there, get my ticket out. Ah, oh, I'm gonna go home today. <laughs> And then I could not stand anymore. I parked my car, 
slept on the floor. A, a lot of people around me, everywhere, just packed with people. I could not sleep well, but I slept maybe about an hour, and then the Lord woke me up. And by that time, I got a phone call from Pastor Makoto and Pastor Isami, who came here on January. And they say, "Oh, I saw your message that you have emergency in Narita. What's going on?" And that is about six, seven a.m. around that time. And they say, "Yeah, I got stuck here." And they say, "Can I pick you up?" I was thinking, "Sure, yeah, pick me up. I will go into Tokyo." So they show up around seven, seven thirty or eight o'clock, something like that. The the whole road was all filled with snow. So they pick me up. And then he said, "This is funny." He said that I usually drink coffee at Tali at 8:45. By 8:45, he got to Tali and get coffee for himself. Then he said, "Next, today I usually have a meeting with my core team in my office, about five, six people to teach the Bible. Can you come with me?" I said, "Sure." I went up to his office. Five people show up, and I. Share the gospel. They are not believers. They are non-believers. <clears throat> By 9:20 a.m., he took me out into another room with two two level people sitting there, standing there everywhere. About 40 people. He said, "Share something." <laughs> so I share the Bible is the word of God. I just want the Japanese to know that we don't believe in a lying book. This is the book of God. So I share for half an hour. Closed, done. Next, I went to another place, which is the place where this, his company that sell the water fountain, sell in Japan. And I was standing there, study about all this fountain, what what happened. Then I turn around to the two guys who were working there and say, uh, "Do you know that? You know, I." Came to the church meeting in Thailand, and one man said, "Oh, you know, I read the Bible off and on. I, I heard about Jesus." And then I asked this man, "And do you believe that Jesus is God?" He said, "Yeah, but I don't know what to do. I just think that He is God. Do you want to accept Christ?" Yes. So I led two men to accept Christ in that office. After that. He took me to his church. This is our last minute. He called people in, so about three or four members of his church show up because it's a last minute thing. Another maybe ten or more businessmen show up, and he said, "Go for it." So I share who God is, who is Jesus, and why we need to believe in Jesus. Simple gospel. After I share for an hour with translation, I ask. Anyone want to accept Christ? All ten people raise hand. So I led them to accept Jesus Christ. Then Pastor Makoto said, "Could you pray for them too?" I said, "What? This is not revival service. I'm going to have to go back. This is 2 p.m. I need to get out by 2:30 to get back to the airport." So anyway, I pray, and one. A Korean lady there got touched by God. She cried. She laughed. She speak in tongue. So God was moving, and I challenged them that they need to go to church. They need to read the Bible. They need to follow God. It was just amazing in that six hours in Tokyo. So many things happened. 
But by that time, God spoke to me, "Son, this is a strategy for Japan." He told me, "Strategy number one: preach simple gospel message. People don't know the gospel at all. If you stand in Shinjuku area, Shinjuku, yeah, a lot of people walk around, all non-believers, Japanese people don't know God. It's a big mission field." And he said to me, "Preach simple gospel. Number one, the first strategy. Number two, pray for Japan that all these new believers will experience the goodness and the grace of God ASAP. It will not be just a theory in their mind, but they will have experience of healing, deliverance, provision, miracle ASAP. This is what God told me. Number three, give them a vision." You need to understand that Japanese people in Tokyo working from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. They are so dedicated to their work. So God said, change their mindset to dedicate to the kingdom. Give them the vision to build the kingdom of God. So three things: preach the gospel, pray that they will experience the goodness of God ASAP, so that they know God is real, not just a theory. Three, change their vision. To live for God, not for the company only. I mean, they need to be a good company workers. They sent me back to Narita Airport. I got an airplane. I just collapsed on the plane. I could not even eat. When I put food in my mouth, I just sleep like this. And the pastor said, "You remember we emailed you? Could you please stop by Japan on the way back from Thailand for a day or two?" And I say no. I have surgery on Monday. Three surgery on Monday. I could not stop by. This is last minute. And they look at me and smile and say, "You see, <laughs> God sends no to keep you here. Praise God. Amen." So I believe that God just uh, wants us to start something in Japan by force. That I have to be there. <laughs> Let's give hand to the Lord one more time. Hallelujah! Let me read this scripture before we give offering. When you read it, you may think, "Oh, what is all about offering here?" Romans chapter ten, verses nine to ten, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. This scripture always is used for salvation when people want to accept Jesus Christ. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord. But today, I want to ask this question. Let me ask this question, and you don't need to answer me. It's between you and God. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Is Jesus the Lord of your life? The Lord means the Master, or He is just your provider, healer, helper. It's different between healer. He heal you, but is He the Lord of your life? And if He is the Lord of your life, you say, "I'm a Christian. He is the Lord of my life." Let me ask the next question: Is He the Lord of every segment of your life? Or he is the Lord only for your physical healing. Or he is the Lord for your job. 
My question is: Is he the Lord of your finances? I heard the funny story. Some Christians go down into water baptism this way. They go down the water with their hand up, and in their hand is a wallet, and come up. You understand what I'm talking about? I give my life to Jesus, but not my wallet. My wallet will not get wet because He is not the Lord of my money. Think about this. For me, I want Jesus to be the Lord of everything in my life: my time, my money, my speaking, my job, my relationship, my family, my going and coming, everything. He is the Lord of my life. Let's give to the Lord together, Father. We thank you so much for this time that we can show you in action that you are the Lord of our life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I would like to read a couple passages of Scripture, and then one brother will come up to give word of encouragement to us. In the book of Matthew, chapter five, forty-three to forty-seven, you have heard that it was said, "You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His sun rise on the evil. And on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who loved you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The Bible says, "Ask and it will be given to you; seek and you shall find; knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds; and to him who knocks, it will be opened." I would like to encourage all of you with a testimony of a, a brother, Lancer, to come up and tell us how the Scripture become real. To his life, and it should be real to us as well. Lancer, can you come up and give testimony? Lancer grew up in our church since he was a young boy. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Uh, I have a testimony. And something that I went through for for about a year, and it was really uh, troubling. If um, not any of you knew, I, I worked for Cadillac um, in the you know sales, so it's a commission-based uh, pay. I don't have any base pay at all, and we're uh, you know a single-income family, so it's uh, important that I provide. So. Uh, I found out that some of the other managers were cheating and actually stealing uh, a lot of my commission. 
And it was at a point where I couldn't really prove it. And, you know, I told the owner and, you know, she was very concerned and she changed a couple things, but it still kept happening. And this has been going on for maybe a little bit over a year. I've shared with Pastor Lau and, you know, he's canceled and, you know, prayed for me and uh, saying, you know, you know, do the right thing. And um, so five days ago, um, I was on my way to work and... You know, I'm in the car and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I need to pray for these people. And, you know, when people attack, you know, my pay and I'm, I'm the person who provides for my family, I kind of take it personal. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I really do. Um, and so it was very, very hard for me. But I prayed for those people. I turned off my radio. I prayed for every single one of them. And wholeheartedly just to bless their family, bless their sales, um, that they will have good health and, you know, bless everything in, in their lives and prayed for their hearts, just wholeheartedly. And that was very hard <laughs> because I prayed for them before, but I, I don't think I did it wholeheartedly. I did. I prayed and... You know, and then I sang some praise songs in my in my car, and you know, laughed and and uh, prayed in tongues. So I get to work that morning. And there's a manager meeting. I go to the manager meeting, and um, after the meeting, I, I go downstairs and I'm conducting some interviews for sales positions uh, at our you know dealership. And one of the other managers comes in and you know interrupts and he goes, "Lancer, you know, Maria wants to talk to you." And that's the owner. I've never we meet. Uh, every Tuesday in a manager meeting, but I've never had a one-on-one with her. And he's like, Maria wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay, yeah, tell her, you know, I'll be right there. I'm just finishing up. And he goes, no, it's very important. You, you have to come now. And so I go, oh, I'm sorry. I, this never happens, you know, to the applicant. I go, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I, you know, I have to go talk to the owner. So I go upstairs and, and um, there's three other managers there and they're all smiling and I'm kind of nervous. I'm thinking like, what is going on? So I sit down and she explains, she goes, you know, you've worked very, very hard. Um, we've seen you, um, you know, grow and, and we want to offer you a position, uh, sales manager at, um, Kirkland GMC. And so the way that, you know, the promotions normally work, I was an assistant sales manager and then you get promoted to finance and then you go to the sales desk. Um, and I was very, very shocked because I got two, moved up two positions. And it's, you know, better pay. And this was two hours after I prayed, you know. So God, <laughs> you know. And it, and it just worked out right where another, you know, manager, you know, left and moved to a different dealership. And, you know, but God has his timing. And he really spoke to me and he goes, you know, you, you have to pray for people that, you know, do bad things for you. And it's one of the hardest things. But at that time when I did it wholeheartedly, I knew this was God. I called my dad and mom right away. And then I called Pastor Lau right away. I was so happy. <laughs> but you know God God is good and I look back he always takes care of my family you know uh, day night you know 
day in and day out, he always takes care of us. So I just wanted to encourage you, you know, if there's people in your life that you're having trouble with, just pray for them. Just pray for them. So thank you so much. Praise God. Lancer also told me that the manager said, you go to the next job tomorrow. So it means that he shifted right away, get the raise in the pay, and also he doesn't have to deal with those people anymore. Just done. Close the chapter, move to the better chapter right away. Praise God. Actually, there is another testimony, but he is not in the morning service. He usually comes in the afternoon service. So I will share a little bit for him, and I will record his sharing in the YouTube and put in the YouTube. This man, his name is A. A used to be in the military to go to Iraq and got saved, get drafted to Iraq and came back and stayed with us all these years. All these 10 years, A always in the kitchen, wash dishes, play guitar up here, do the soundboard, recording video, clean up everything on Sunday night, lock the door and put all the garbage in the garbage can. The last man who left the church is A. His name is A, but he is the last person who left the church. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he gave testimony last Sunday that he worked for a, some kind of cable company that put cable for the phone line. He is never graduated from engineering school, but about six months, I don't know the exact detail, but about six months or something ago, his boss promoted him to be engineer which means that his salary would go up six months ago. So he worked in that position, which is not his training at all. He's not engineer, but he worked in the engineer position. And a few days ago, the boss called him in and said that, by the way, we're going to promote you to be the head in after six months, something higher. Your salary will go up to the next level too. And... Also, normally we don't give this bonus to people who are not in the executive. We only give to manager level. We're going to give you a big bonus at the level of executive. And he got big amount of money that day. I don't want to tell you. He told me not to tell people. I, I know the amount. Big amount of money. So he not only get promotion, get the raise, but he get a big amount of bonus that day, supernaturally. I can see here that the biblical principle works when people are faithful in the church, serve, and people who pray for the enemy, ask God, things happen, supernatural things happen. Amen? So I want to encourage all of you that God never failed to keep His promise, and He is a good God. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.